0: Cryptozoology and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult beyond a top secret Texan podcast. I first want to discuss the criminal
1: organization called the Freemasons throughout all my work I've witnessed the Freemasons trying to destroy what I've set out to accomplish they represent darkness they represent ignorance and are depraved group of individuals first they exist to take credit away from the independent individual and any accomplishments he or she will endeavor And they place all the credit on the group or hive mentality. So they are a hierarchy that encompasses the pieces of shit from all religions. The pieces of shit Jews, the pieces of shit Christians, and the pieces of shit Muslims. Whatever religion you were raised at, the Roman Catholic Church utilizes and promotes the biggest traitors... The Freemasonic craft. Have you ever noticed how the Freemasons claim that all the movers and shakers of history were all Freemasons? They imply that everyone is just an ordinary nothing until they join their little club of Freemasons as dictated by the powers of Roman Catholicism and then they could finally be someone. In Freemasonry, it goes back to your title or your rank which determines your worth. So the Roman Catholics find that they could decorate the biggest piles of garbage, the most ignorant criminal scum with all these Freemasonic medals, and the rest of the Freemasons will end up being impressed by this bag of lice. Not because of what they've built, or written, or created, or accomplished, but because they have the 36th degree, or this or that degree. So the little worthless piece of shit stands there with all their pathetic regalia on, not having accomplished a single thing. But instantly, all the other Freemasons stand in awe and respect because they witnessed this piece of shit in some rank or degree. So this all goes right back to the royal families of Europe. But instead of the common masses worshiping the elite royal class, they worship the elite parliament or the elite governing class, and your republic becomes the same diseased state as the inbred royal families of Europe. And by the laws of your pathetic Freemasonic organization all the rest of you are sworn to defend and take the pedophile side against the righteous man and woman. This is how the Freemasons end up manipulating and controlling average or good people and defend absolute evil and darkness. When you go through history, you'll find a lot of people who have been Freemasons, and this does not imply that they're evil, just suckered into joining an evil institution which is controlled by the cult, the order, and the snake at the top. So as I research history, I begin to realize how important actual books are, that being regular books made of paper, and not the electronic versions. While researching history on the internet, I have not only found endless inconsistencies, but blatant lies and contradictions about history. So this is why the Vatican and their militaries, their CIAs, Want to do away with books and paper records and put it all into an electronic format. Because then the computer hacker has all the control and everything could be removed and altered at will. So as I go through this report, I hope all my facts are correct. If I have a fact or two wrong, it's because of the CIA, Freemasonic, and Vatican level crackdown on me while I attempt to clear a little bit of history up for those of you who have not abandoned your soul for the power of pure hatred, ignorance, and depravity. All right, today I'm going to talk about the Revolutionary Wars. First, we'll start with the American Revolution, and then we'll talk about the French Revolution. So a precursor to the American Revolution was called the Seven Years War. In North America, it was called the French-Indian War. And it was between England and France, with America in the middle. And it's basically over the same thing, almost every other war has been fought over. And that is trade routes and third world producers. Trade routes in America in India, the Caribbean, Africa, South America, Vietnam, the Philippines. So during the Seven Years War we got France and the French colonies fighting with England and the English colonies. So because the French were outnumbered they relied on Indians, Native Americans to help fill their ranks but they were still outnumbered they had like 60,000 French colonists to the two million English colonists so to put it simply France lost a lot of territories and trade routes to England so France was pissed off at England when they lost all these territories. So, naturally, when the American colonies wanted to fight the English, France decided to support the colonies because that was a way of getting back at England. So, it really wasn't because the royal families of France uh, loved the cause of freedom in America, it was more of a way of getting back at England, who had taken over colonies from France and territories and shipping routes. So when you research uh, Louis XVI and his wife Marie Antoinette you find that they're uh, the normal class of royal garbage. They weren't some great supporters of freedom but they supported uh, the American colonies because the American colonies and France had the same enemy which was England. Now England had the best navy in the world and they dominated trade routes all around the world. They dominated the seas. So, I want to talk a little bit about the American Revolution. A good place to start is with George Washington, who was born in 1732. And he lived in Virginia. And when he was a young man, at 20 years old, he fought in the militia, which was still part of the British Army. And they even sent him and his troop. They kind of muscled the French off English territory. So he went down there and he killed some French people down there. And later on, he defended a fort, a British-controlled fort, against the French. And he started to get respect as an officer in the British colonial militia. At one point, I think he wanted to see if he could be promoted to be a regular officer in the British army. He wanted to be commissioned as a British officer instead of a colonial officer, but he was rejected. When he got a little bit older, he met his wife, who was a widow. Uh, She had a lot of farmland. She also had two children. So George became their father and he started his life as a farmer. So on their plantation there, they grew tobacco. And England loved to buy Virginia tobacco. But uh, George had to go through these British agents who were very corrupt, and he went into debt. So he decided to do some things differently. And the first thing was, instead of growing tobacco, he decided to grow grain. Tobacco required more labor, and it also depleted the soil of a lot of uh, nutrients. So he started growing grain, and he decided to sell his product in Virginia to local buyers. And he bought finished goods from local importers in the American manufacturing industry instead of going through all these corrupt London agents. When he cut these corrupt English or London agents out of the deal, he was soon out of debt and he was making some money. So he realized that the same scam was happening to farmers and manufacturers all over America. They were getting ripped off by the same English agents, even if they were all Freemasons. So Washington became a firm believer in American economic independence from England. He realized they were corrupt. They were full of shit, but they dominated the international trade industry. And as the British Parliament ripped America off in business, then levied one heavy tax after another, George Washington began to see the importance for American political independence as well as American economic independence from Britain. So we first got involved with politics as a representative of Virginia and was sent to the Congress of Philadelphia. When fighting breaks out between the American colonies and English troops, John Adams nominates George Washington as commander-in-chief of the army, which would wage the war for American independence. During the eight-year war of independence, George Washington troops were underfed, underdressed, undersupplied, and George Washington constantly yelled at the Continental Congress for more supplies. But the Congress is still young, It was weak, it was poor, and the army wasn't funded. So it was George Washington's job to hold it all together, to be a diplomat between the weak Congress, the 13 independent states, and the disgruntled army. So at one point, the Congress even gave George Washington permission to steal or commandeer supplies from those Americans around him. But George said no, that was counterproductive to the American cause. They say that George Washington didn't win very many battles in the Revolutionary War, but the more correct way of saying this uh, is that George Washington didn't win very many battles the English way. I think he wore the uh, English army down pretty effectively using guerrilla warfare tactics. So the traditional English way of battle is that they have thousands of troops... They outnumber you and outgun you three to one, but you're still expected to march onto a battlefield and stand in front of them, have a shootout with them, even though there's like 50 or 100 of you and 3,000 British troops. That's a recipe for disaster. That's basically suicide. So uh, George Washington fought war in a guerrilla warfare style, which was they sneak up on uh, British, they kill as many as they can, and then they move out. The Continental Congress declared independence in July 1776 with the Declaration of Independence. Congress went on to reject British proposals for compromise that would keep them under the king. There were debates between men like Washington, who wanted a strong national government, against leaders like Thomas Jefferson, who wanted strong states but a weak national government. So Washington won with the U.S. Constitution that replaced the weaker Articles of Confederation. As you all know, the Constitution established a relatively strong federal or national government, including a president, national courts, a Congress, Senate, House of Representatives. Congress had powers of taxation, The U.S. Bill of Rights of 1791 is the first 10 amendments to the Constitution and guaranteed many natural rights that were influential in justifying the revolution and attempted to balance a strong federal government with strong state governments and broad personal liberties. This caused an upheaval of traditional social hierarchy. Washington supported Alexander Hamilton's programs to pay off all state and national debt, to also implement an effective tax system, and to create a national bank, despite opposition from Thomas Jefferson. As Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton developed many economic policies of the George Washington administration like the establishment of a national bank a system of taxes and friendly trade relations with Britain and the funding of the state debts by the federal government what this meant is that if the states maintained their own debts or had their own debts to foreign countries or corporations the states could easily be taken over one by one and the country could get broken up So the Founding Fathers wanted to include a national government that included all the state governments for the country's survival. Hamilton became leader of the Federalist Party, and he was opposed by Democratic-Republican Party led by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. In 1797, Alexander Hamilton exposes France's corruption after the XYZ affair. The XYZ affair is when American diplomats went to France to negotiate problems where corrupt French Freemasons, called the Jacobins, demanded bribes. The U.S. Federalists then had to attack the Thomas Jefferson Republicans for their pro-Freemasonic or Jacobin, French state. So if you want to look at those who fought for America during the Revolutionary War, you can look at individuals like George Washington, the Patriot Militia at Lexington and Concord, the Massachusetts Minutemen, and the Green Mountain Boys of New Hampshire and Vermont. But I wouldn't give too much credit to the Sons of Liberty this is a freemasonic organization of controlled dissidents that originated in the north american british colonies they're best known for the boston tea party in reaction to the tea act so after defeating the france in the french and indian war that we talked about england wanted america to help pay for all those costs and to keep uh, the army there as an occupying force. So they passed all these taxes, and uh, the colonies didn't like it. They were already getting ripped off in trade with England. So after the Stamp Act of 1765, which was another tax, this caused a firestone of opposition. So the Sons of Liberty, S-O-L, or shit-out-of-luck organization, spread through the different colonies. Of course, the leaders of the S-O-L were mostly from upper class, artisans, traders, lawyers, and local politicians. Members of this Freemasonic group called the Sons of Liberty held influential power through the press, Members of the SOL included Benjamin Eads, who was a printer, and John Gill of the Boston Gazette. They produced a steady stream of news. Although they were speaking out against the British government, they still claimed to be loyal to the crown. Their initial goal was to ensure their rights as Englishmen. Throughout the Stamp Act crisis, the Sons of Liberty professed continued loyalty to the king. Because they maintain a quote fundamental confidence that parliament would do the right thing and repeal the tax. Freemasonic groups like the Sons of Liberty are basically a well funded stalking organization who like to act like they're the cause of all social movements and involved with all the movers and shakers of history. While instead, Freemasons are like a pack of fleas which attach themselves and follow around anyone who has any type of idea and then pretend that they are completely involved and even directing such enterprises while pretending to fight the enemy. Most Freemasons are little pansy-ass wimps insignificant little weasels who wouldn't piss with their pants on fire without say-so from the authority figure. So the Sons of Liberty knew they had to appeal to the masses that made up the lower classes. So they did so through uh, the newspapers. So if you want to see who the modern-day Sons of Liberty are, you can see Alex Jones, Infowars, and politicians like Rand Paul One by one, these groups, like the Sons of Liberty, penned agreements limiting trade with Britain and imposing a highly effective boycott against importation and the sale of British goods. So this is high-level control from the top of Freemasonry. It's used to hurt the American economy. This was the same tactic that the Freemasonic Jacobins of France used. They said you can't trade with England. So England controlled worldwide trade routes. They had the biggest navy. They were like the floating malls. So trade embargoes are never good for the economy especially with the biggest floating economy there is, the British Navy. So it's interesting that these embargoes were called for by the Sons of Liberty in America and a little bit later by the Jacobins in France. And all this does is it hurts the economy by limiting the ability to buy, sell, and conduct business. George Washington knew that even though the English were corrupt, they posed heavy taxes, and he's willing to go to war with them and declare independence from them, he knew that they had to have trade with them. They had to do business. That's the way the world works, or your economy will get hurt. They limit my personal trade. I can't trade my book with you guys for anything, and I'm sitting here in the ghetto if their Freemasons and their Vatican handlers could have it their way, I'll be living behind a dumpster. So bottom line, the uh, Sons of Liberty are just gay. We're not throwing tea into the bay or putting up little Liberty poles. That was their big thing, is they'll put up these Liberty poles that the English troops would tear down. Then they'll get all drunk and have little fights over these Liberty poles. And one was called the Battle of Golden Hill. So all along they are supporting being loyal subjects to the English crown, like good little fancy lads should.
2: When's tea time, lads?
1: So while the Freemasonic little knights of the teabag session called for speaking out against the actions of the British government, while still claiming to be loyal to the crown, their initial goal was to ensure their rights as Englishmen. Throughout the Stamp Act crisis, the Sons of Liberty professed continued loyalty to the king because they maintained a fundamental confidence in the expectation that Parliament would do the right thing and appeal the tax. So their shining moment in history was when members of the group, wearing disguises to look like Native American Indians, poured several tons of tea into the Boston Harbor to protest the Tea Act. My first question is, why dress up like Indians? Could it be that they are dumb plants who don't want to take responsibility if they catch a little heat?
2: It wasn't us lads, it was a bunch of savage Indians, and it's still tea time with the Lord Magistrate in the morning, cheerio!
1: I can't too much of an English accent. Make survivors or warriors in the U.S. military, they make statistics and victims. Go look at the wall of dead soldiers of the Vietnam War to see what your neo-US military has in store for all of you. I have been forced to fight the US military for seven years now. Since 2008, when they moved in a couple mindless drones
3: next door and began microwaving my family. They tortured me, my wife, and my two little girls because I practiced my freedom of
1: speech and freedom of press on the internet. I've had to look at the type of people responsible for this abuse up close and personal for seven years now, that being the US Marines. And I have been made ashamed for the first time in my life to not only be an American, but also a human being. Just being around them and having to look at them in action has been an embarrassment. Just having to stand in proximity to these people is enough to make your skin crawl. To describe them as a whole, they are like a collection of the people that I've purposely gone out of my way to avoid and ignore my whole life. If I went out to a party or into a public place, these are the type of people that I'd want nothing to do with. I'd avoid any contact with them whatsoever. And if they came around me, I'll walk away and ignore them to the best of my ability. Now it's exactly as if these repulsive people have been collected, formed en masse, and wielded against me and my family. After seeing them in action for seven years now, I am no longer sad to admit that trailer park trash and New York City slime is an improvement when compared to these US Marines. Yet who else would attack their own citizens for practicing their American freedoms but the scum of our country? Who else would be so ignorant as to mindlessly follow orders to ritually abuse people in mind control programs or take part in child sexual abuse operations or human trafficking but the filth of our world? This is your ideal cult member, a brainless, moralist, weak-minded piece of shit who is easy to control. So it shouldn't come as a great surprise to see what Satan's piece-of-shit army looks like. The diseased, useless, broken, mind-control waste of human space that I've avoided my whole life. After seven years of having to witness these scumbags in action, I can tell you that none of their bullshit works on me anymore. When I hear some of you say how fucked up it is what military and the U.S. Marines do, getting caught in drug running and child abuse scandals, drilling operations on how to attack and subdue their own citizens, and then in the same breath you'd say, but if the U.S. military went to war with another country, I'd support the troops and want them to win that war. Well, that statement is just more military mind control. And that goes to show how little you've learned about the true and tyrannical face of our military command. When they attack us, it's wrong. But if they attack others, you hope they win? Because some chicken-hot military faggot uses a false sense of patriotism to get you to support them when they raid other countries for their Vatican corporate paymasters, then it's okay? I know what they do in foreign lands because they have done the same thing to me for seven years now. They have electromagnetic energy oscillators, these weapons that are hooked to their tanks and their vehicles and they drive around in circles, banging on doors, deploying these weapons, harassing the people of the city until someone snaps due to this pressure and begins shooting at the invaders, for instance. Then the military can make up a big story on how that guy was a big time terrorist or an enemy soldier and blah, blah, blah. That's all these Marines do in this neighborhood. Come around and fuck with our house nonstop. They deploy one weapon after another against us. One game of harassment after another game of harassment against this house. I'm not cool when they do it to me and my family and I'm damn sure not gonna support these scumbags when they go and harass other families in foreign countries. The Marines and the armed services are a disgrace to us worldwide. I've seen them in action. When they don't get what they want through intimidation, when they don't get what they want through bullying you with money, influence, and power, they begin to show you exactly what type of weak little farm animal scum they truly are. There is no rock bottom to these creatures. They now dwell in shame and despicable act, and I could plainly see how pathetic and subhuman they really are. This is not our US Marines and Armed Services anymore. They are a group of subnormal weaklings that more resemble the animalistic and herd-like form that people take under Vatican rule. They are disgracing not only America, but the human race. When I look at them, I do not see my own. I do not see the human race. I do not see our brothers and sisters. I do not see our mothers and fathers. I see a gang of militarized demons. The same assholes who controlled the Nazi Empire now control your US Marines. This is the Vatican. The US Marines and military broke up my family, harassed me until they were able to lock me up in jail, separated me from my wife and children, and then tortured my wife and children with mind control operations, then continuously tried to set her up with a CIA handler, countless times to further traumatize her my daughters and me there is no honor left in the u.s. marines my roommate's son plans to join the marine corps as soon as he graduates high school that's like his dream he has his brochure hanging up on the wall that says all this bullshit about the marines honor integrity teamwork it's all lies they don't work for our country anymore They work for the Vatican. They don't represent the American people anymore. They represent foreign interests. So I have no loyalty to them. And if they go pick a fight with some other country, I'll be the first to say, I hope you assholes get your ass kicked. I'm not sorry to say this. I don't care what you say about me. I've been fighting these guys for seven years now and they don't represent anything of any value or moral worth anymore. Almost every male in my family is worn the uniform. My paternal grandfather was a chief petty officer in the Navy. My dad served during the Vietnam War in mind control operations in Guam. My mother's father is a World War II veteran. Her grandfather was too. They all honor the uniform, but the uniform does not honor them. When you look back at the Nazis, all you plants click your tongues and wonder out loud how all the German people could allow their military to do such shit in the world and not stand up to fight it. Well, the same way you plants stand around and let your US military do shit to the world and not stand up to fight it here, because you are plants and under mind control. You believe the lies the establishment tells you. You think your military are good guys no matter what. You go along with them to fit in and not stand out. Well, the same exact thing happened with the Nazis. The German people thought the Nazi empire was the greatest thing since sliced bread. The Vatican Nazis also had their media propaganda and their staged terrorist attacks to blame on their enemies in fact it's the same old shit because it's the same old vatican shit running another has-been power into the grave while they sit back and grin the military is complete garbage now i don't care how many undercover military plants you interview on the alex jones show that's called damage control That's called controlled opposition. I'm on the front lines and I don't see the military getting better. In fact, I see them getting worse. Every day they harass me, try to get me into fights on the streets so they can throw me back in prison, try to kill me in car accidents, set me up with fake jobs that they could fire me from in a couple days or arrange for some rabid dog to attack me. The military doesn't create jobs. They kill jobs. They kill jobs and force people into collecting disability, social security, and welfare checks. I have a publishing company where I could not only support myself, but could also hire workers. But since the military considers me a threat, they hack my computer and make it impossible for me to sell my book on the Internet. I can't make any money. I can't hire anybody. And then they make it impossible for me to find work. So they force me into a situation where I have no choice other than to apply for Social Security and collect welfare check and be a burden on the taxpayer. I don't need to be a burden on the taxpayer, but this is your military establishment because they are evil and they are controlled by pure filth. You think you have rights in America? What little rights you have is made painstakingly clear if you join the military. The military is just a corporation. It's the war corporation. The mind-controlled death and nuclear war corporation. When you join the military, do you have any rights? Worse than any other corporation you could work for, you basically lose all your freedoms and rights when you go to work for the military. You could argue that's the way it is in most corporations. When you punch in for the day, those eight hours are no longer your hours. You are no longer a free American during work hours because you've agreed to sell your time to your boss or corporation for so much an hour. You have to do what your boss says, dress how they tell you to dress, say what they tell you to say, act the way they tell you to act, It doesn't have to be that bad if you work for a landscape company where you could smoke pot in your breaks and are expected to just cut lawns, rake leaves, and be nice to the customer. But it gets worse and worse all the way up to the Death Corporation or the US military. Suddenly, you are involved in a high level mind control operation that resembles a cult. You get your head shaved, you get injected with whatever they want to inject you with, the sexes are divided. Some screaming maniac wakes you up whenever it wants. You stand up on command. You do push-ups on command. You get verbally and physically assaulted whenever your boss wants to beat you. And if you have a problem with any of that, they could throw you into a military prison. Later on, they will allow you to see your family only when they want. They may even try to break you and your wife up if they don't like you two together. Then they will direct... Where you and your family will live Basically every aspect of your life Is controlled by the military cult And if you don't like it They could throw you in jail So I think it's funny That some of the CIA Fake activists Will attack Scientology When in truth Scientology And the US military Are almost identical In the military, they program people. They hit them with electromagnetic energy oscillators, then implant them so that they are easier to control. They turn them into little robotic serial killers who do whatever they are ordered to. So I'd be a little concerned if I was an American and I learned this cult was now being wielded against American people. So these plants are programmed through their military service to do whatever they are told to do or else their life would be turned into a living nightmare, and they could go to prison. So in the military, the cult finds it very easy to develop people who will give their children over to the cult very easily, not asking questions as to what is happening to their children, not asking questions if their child begins to behave strangely because, after all, They are used to feeling strange themselves, having been microwaved and implanted themselves. So when satanic covens and child abuse rings are formed at different military bases, don't be surprised. Because where else would satanic, mind-control, child abuse covens find the best cult members to serve them? Satanic or demonic influence has always been a code phrase for alien interaction with the Earth's population. And who has always been there to observe, investigate, and cover up all UFO sightings and alien activity? That would be the military cult. And who funds and control the black budget military cult through corporate fronts and illegal operations? That would be the Vatican, or the ancient and accepted cult of the gray alien. They're always looking for a few ignorant morons to be implanted and used against the rest of the populations. In conclusion, there are certain realities that are expressed through fictional works such as movies and TV shows. Let's talk about some of these. There was a Vin Diesel movie called Triple X about a stuntman who was a three-strike felon due to performing crazy and illegal stunts but the military gave him a get-out-of-jail-free card as long as he worked for them. Basically, he represented some crazy guy from the underground that the military wanted. They learned through, let's say, CIA drug running, that the best type of people suited for that work would be criminal drug dealers, of course. Instead of training some herb... Who walked into an army recruiter's office having never smoked a joint in his whole life? How to run a drug dealing operation? Why shouldn't the military utilize professional scumbag drug dealers with lifetime experience? So the military utilizes all types of scumbag criminals, and that goes across the board. They use pedophiles for child porn or human trafficking operations, they use serial killers and serial killing operations all these pieces of diseased waste are employed by the death corporation while others are good at controlling handling or cleaning up after these smears so all together when formed in mass they truly look like a diseased display of human waste or code for that smear team 6 which might explain why they smell so terrible this is not me attempting to be funny or disrespectful to them They truly carry with them a murky odor of spoiled milk or decomposing matter. This reality is also highlighted in movies like The Terminator, when Kyle Reese is explaining to Sarah Connor how the Terminators have bad breath. He makes a specific point to describe how these robotic drones smell terrible. Also in the movie The Lost Boys, When the Frog Brothers are trying to figure out if the older brother, Michael, is turning into a vampire, they ask the little brother, does he have bad breath? And it's true. Militarized serial killers, Terminators, vampires, cult members, plants, and witches smell terrible. So it should go without saying that this group is beyond help they're beyond a realization to what's going wrong. It's beyond them to change themselves for the better. They are gone. They are lost. These are little rape victims who grow up to be pedophiles and they get off on these sadistic mind control games. They don't understand American history. They don't understand anything. They're very naive and dumbed-down people who follow orders. End of story. So I have some good news and I have some bad news right now. And that is that we are going to have an economic crash sooner or later. That's just a fact. These people aren't going to fix anything. With their economic problems that we're facing right now, I still see them spending millions of dollars millions of dollars just to mess with me my friends and family and I'm not saying because I'm special I am saying this because it started off that I was putting up a fight and they're, it's an experiment basically and their hypothesis is that sooner or later everybody is going to break and relinquish their independent will, their individuality, what they believe in, their human spirit, for what the empire wants. Everybody falls, everybody breaks to the cult because they have all these, all these deranged people, they have all the power, they have all the money, and they've ruled this fucked up world for thousands of years. So basically, as time went on and I kept on putting up a fight and I didn't break, they made sure that they would get more people, uh, more funds, and attack me full on with more people. They use your tax dollars with the the economic problems that we're having now. They use your tax dollars to stay at hotels. To stay at resorts, to stay at campgrounds, to stay at timeshare, to eat at restaurants, to go to parks and vacation areas. Your whole military, or I should say the whole program in the military. Look at these waddling ape-like creatures. With our economic problems that we're having, could you believe that you pay for these apes to eat at restaurants, to stay at hotels, to stay at resorts, to stay at campgrounds, to stay at at summer cabins? If me and my family save up to go to a campground, you bet hundreds, hundreds of these agents show up. And do they pay out of their own pocket? No. That's their job. You pay. The taxpayer pays for you to stay at whatever summer cottage are in the area, whatever timeshares are in the area. If I go to a hotel, that whole hotel is filled with nothing but the program. Do you think that they pay? Do you think they get a page on their uh, GPS unit or get a phone call that says, uh, you need to go stay at this resort or this hotel, and uh, you pay for it out of your own uh, pocket? No. The taxpayer pays for that. So if you're upset about some contractor charging the uh, federal government or the taxpayer, you know, 80 or $800 for a toilet seat to be installed in some uh, government building in Iraq, then you should really be pissed to learn that you spend billions of dollars so that the ape people can eat at restaurants and stay at hotels Stay at resorts, timeshares, summer cottages. Wherever somebody is that the program wants to follow, wherever they want to go, wherever someone like me goes, they're going to come down with hundreds of people and stay at these places, at these vacation areas, on you. This is the special people club. Are they going to fix the economy? No. If I had money right now to go visit my family in New Hampshire where I could stay at a hotel, which I don't, you would bet that you would pay for a 100 agents to go stay at that same hotel, eat at the restaurants I eat at, go to the parks I go to, Go wherever I pay to go to. You're going to pay so hundreds. And that equates to thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of agents could walk around, stumble around. And if you could only see them, these big fat wads of human waste that exist to fuck with real people that represent America and freedom. You would have the same realization that I do now. Let the economy crash. Stop feeding the eight people. I've tried a long time to convince them that it's going to be no good for have, uh, to have our economy crash. I don't want to see my family who saved up money through their life and bought houses and everything. I don't want to see them lose everything. But I see it now. These people... Are going to continue to take all your money and all the taxes you pay to destroy you the only way is is for our economy to crash and this is the good news those of us who want to rebel against the government and overthrow the government hey we don't have to worry about that anymore do we because they are so self-destructive and so inept and stupid They're gonna terminate themselves, they're on a self-destruct program, so let it just run its course. We have no control over that anyway. For years people try to convince them, do something else is not going to work. It's going to be terrible. Don't do this. They don't get it. They don't understand the economy. These people, they got 80 or 90 IQs, some of them. The rest of them are hit with so much electromagnetic energy, and some of them are, like, just dusted. They're just, like, gassed. So they're walking around in this angry, freaking, drugged-out daze. They don't give a shit about any economy. They are part of a multinational cult. And I talked to one agent a few months ago, and he basically said to me, we started as a colony of England, so it wouldn't be that bad if we just uh, regress back into being a colony of England anyway. It won't be that bad. The CIA run around with a bunch of English MI5 agents too. I've had to deal with lots of MI5 agents, people with English accents just happen to be there. And even the CIA, these little dumb little freaking CIA pieces of shit, they walk around saying shit like no worries, mate speaking with little English catchphrases and shit like the little wannabe lobster backs they don't fly around me no worries mate I'll slap the shit out of you if I hear that again so they just know what their handler knows they can hear what I'm saying right now they'll turn to their handler their handler will be like we'll shake their head no it's not going to be that bad we're in total control of everything you'll you'll be cared for like good little pets and they'll be like yeah yeah they don't give a shit so that's the power structure There's a couple, I guess there's a couple of good guys within the federal government here and there. But I'm telling you, your ship is headed to iceberg. You guys are going down. That's just the reality. So we have no control over that. That's going to happen. But what we have control over is how we're going to react to that. Now, you guys know how the CIA want you to react? This is how the Central Intelligence Agency is betting on how you'll react. And that is by rioting, looting, and acting like animals in general, so that the head animals, the ape people, could descend upon you, round you up, kill a bunch of you, throw the rest of you in concentration camps, and then appear like the fake good guys yet again. And after they get done killing, imprisoning, and mind-controlling all you people, then they're going to go after everybody who's trying to handle the economic collapse on their own. because the military has essentially programmed themselves that everybody has to be controlled this way because look at how they're acting now the cia never gives you anything for free nothing is given for free from dealing with my father my whole life he will do nothing for you unless it has some interests that serve him, ultimately. That's the CIA. So all you people got your meal ticket. You got your food stamps. You got your energy assistance. You got your Section 8 housing. You got your subsidy check. You got your Medicaid. Everything, everything is uh taken care of for you. Well, the CIA eight-man giveth, so the CIA ape-men can take it away. The only reason they get you all hooked on that government subsidy is so they can take it away and watch you act like an animal so they can control you some more. It's like putting everybody in the zoo, feeding and caring for everybody in the zoo, then suddenly stopping all that assistance and then sitting back and watching the show. What do you think is going to happen? How long will it be before the animals in the zoo are eating each other? And that's what the ape man, the CIA Vatican ape man, that's what they're hoping and betting for. And that's why they're not on the news saying to you, hey, all of you should be planning ahead for an economic collapse. Everyone should be putting aside some food rations, water rations, energy rations, which means planning ahead. How are you going to light up your house or apartment, heat up your uh, dinner, heat up your uh, residence? How are you going to do all that? So nobody in the news is going to tell you put aside some food rations, put put aside some supplies in case of some sort of disaster. They're not going to tell you because they want you running like a moron to the nearest store and like running out like complete fucking idiots with a couple fucking things in your hand. So you just cause complete chaos So you can run out of the store With a goddamn fruit punch in one hand And a Twix bar in the other People running your government They're monkey people They're sadistic predators With the armies of monkeys Honestly they look like Quest for fire Just do a search for quest for fire That's your CIA Alright They're down syndrome It's deliverance camp. And then they got their front men running around like Rick Perry. Is Rick Perry the most persecuted man in America now? Well, he is if you ask Alex Jones, right, Alex? All they got to do is uh, threaten to arrest Obama, and I guess Obama's going to be a man for Alex Jones now, isn't he? Right? So in case... Some of you don't realize what I'm doing. I'm trying to encourage Alex to stay as truthful as he's gonna get. We all know what Alex is. He's a professional. He's like a corporate executive He was a Republican talk talk show host. He was in Republican radio before he went to InfoWars, which is like the ultra-right-wing conservative group, is what InfoWars is. So Alex Jones is going to be a gatekeeper if only... If that's the only thing you're going to watch, you're not going to do your own thinking, you're not going to do your own videos, and you're going to praise Alex... As the end-all, no all of everything, which he isn't. So like I said, I started to see, like, the InfoWars go up and down. Some of their stuff was really good. Some of the reports was pretty good. But as of recently, the show has gone down into the pits. Like, they just let the CIA, the anonymous group... Take complete control. Now around, uh, I guess it was around winter of 2013, maybe January, February, sometime. Um, the Infowars, like, uh, teleprompter crew, it showed them in the back office all wearing anonymous masks and jumping around to the Brooklyn Shake or whatever that trendy freaking piece of shit song was. So Anonymous is CIA. I know some insiders run Infowars, and they give, they tell Alex what to say on the teleprompter, and they screw up a lot. Alex puts his foot in his mouth a lot by reading what these little CIA goons tell him to read. And now he thinks that Rick Perry is a good guy? Don't you see that the establishment dreams up this stuff? They're going to prosecute him with the Democrats to get you conservatives behind them it looks like they want Rick Perry to run against Hillary is what it looks like to me and then once again InfoWars is going to say well if it comes between the two of those I'll choose the lesser of two evils which will be Rick Perry yeah right they both report to the same freaking boss Just because they dress Rick Perry up in a brown Carhartt workman's jacket and threaten him with arrest doesn't mean he's a good guy now. Doesn't take much to fool you guys over their Infowars anymore, right? I thought you guys were the kings of uh, let's expose the right-left paradigm. Let's expose how both the Republican and the Democrat Party work for the same overlords, which is the Central Intelligence Agency, who work for the Vatican. We don't even go that far. The globalists control both the Republicans and the Democrats. Now let's get behind Rick Perry. Like you guys are eating your CIA pills over there, aren't you? Why don't you start selling those, man? Tangy Tangerine and CIA Boost. you want to boost your CIA lobotomy, take this pill. You can do a little t-shirt, Alex. CIA Boost. You got a bunch of little grimy little fucking goddamn goons from the agency with a little I could just picture them in the background with little glasses blinking these little soulless little fucking goddamn demon possessed nerds had a fucking the Ivy League right in your little teleprompter shit I could just see him back there typing in shit for you to say so let's go into some positive stuff about the Infowars now I like some of the guests I like people who are scholars and great thinkers, such as uh, Fritz Springmeier, who, who wrote several good books on the Illuminati, the Central Intelligence Agency, Mind Control. I read whatever book I could find online. That dude is a genius. really inspired me to go in the direction that I went in life another great thinker is webster tarpley and you know what I think about politics you can't trust politicians they're basically corporate executives but the democrats and the republicans represent you know one extreme or another extreme and the debate that happens and so forth so when i say that Wouldn't it be good if Alex Jones was running for Republican uh, president? I would much rather see, like, Webster Tarpley running for president as a Democrat versus Alex Jones running for president as a Republican. And imagine getting those guys a few beers and letting them debate. That's a presidential debate i like to see. Instead, we got Hillary and Greg. I just feel sick to my stomach with those two people. The Barack Obamas, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Perrys, fuck them all. Some of the stuff that comes out of Alex's mouth, dude, it's just like, wow, you've lost the plot, bro. So that whole network over there, they've been kind of overrun by the agency. That's all there is to it. Alex Jones probably doesn't go to attend the CIA meeting. He doesn't have to. The CIA is brought to him. You understand how that works? Even if Alex is just some regular kid that went to school, majored in broadcasting, whatever he majored in, got a job in some radio show when he was applying for work, conservative-leaning radio show, And then later on, they're like, hey, we like your style, kid. You know, here's this ultra right-wing conservative broadcast called InfoWars that we want you to work for. You're the right personality and look for that. And that's all controlled by uh, the same people that control like George Norrie, right? Isn't that all the same network? So that's the Central Intelligence Agency. So they got all the plants in there writing what he's going to say in the teleprompter room, all these freaking plants, the Central Intelligence Agency up in there funding the program. So it's hard to escape them when you're playing in the bounds of the system. It's like almost an impossibility because they have um, an endless budget. They basically got a credit card. Imagine you all had a black ops credit card that you never got the bill for. That's how these fucking assholes got it. They all had a shiny black credit card that's accepted anywhere. You just go ahead and use that plastic wherever you go. It's accepted everywhere, and you never get the bill for it. That's the CIA. And they have legions of these goons. Goons. And where does the bill go on? It goes on, the bill goes to you, really. And I said, the American people can't pay this, so let's put it on the tab. And what is it, something in the quadrillions now? The CIA tab? Because of my accident, because of, uh, let me let me put that differently, because of the CIA crashing into me, attempting to kill me and destroying my truck. And then refusing to give me any money for that, I had to hire an attorney. And I went to that attorney's office, and the CIA had moved in there. They just offered them money. Here's our badge, and here's our money. We need to take over this place, and they'll move right over. And I could tell they're not normal lawyers. I could tell they're not familiar with the... Uh, with that lawyer's office and then I heard someone call up on the phone ask for so-and-so oh they're not here today the secretary sitting there looks like she honestly looks like a cave woman, at a fucking quest for fire and if I said screw that office I'll go over here they have nothing else to do so they'll just take over that office So that's why I say the, con- the economy has to crash Because you have a corrupt Dumbed down Pathetic Demon possessed regime in control of your country And they'll never make things better for you They'll never fix the problems I'm not being a fear monger either I'm just telling you how it is These people will never get it right So I'm not saying be afraid of some FEMA camp, but be prepared so you don't have to end up in one. So like, oh, we've been hearing about that for years. It's not gonna happen. Well, what if they conditioned you into hearing that into the point where you didn't believe it anymore, or you got sick of the warnings and then it happens? So there's nothing wrong with being prepared for it. You could always buy the food you like to eat and then rotate your stock. I'm telling you for a long time, I tried to like say, you know what? Maybe we can inspire them to change. Because once you see the truth, you want to change. You want to do what's right. I would say there's only one right way to build a house. There's a thousand different ways to compromise yourself But there's only one right way to build a house Otherwise it's going to fall down And once people see Truth being the right way And they see all the lies and all the falsehoods And that leads to destruction Maybe they'll wake up but not these people not these people. They they hand show they hand choose them because they're below average intelligence and they don't understand anything. And they're given uh, positions of power, and it goes right to their head, and they just love it. They just love it. They they put stupid idiots in positions of power, and then they control them from behind the scenes. That's how they do it.
3: State Forest since the last video I did, and the date that I went up there was the 10th, Friday, October the 10th, 2014, and they had brought one of their uh, machines up there, and they had knocked over a few trees, and they created a few fake trails. They also pulled large branches and covered up a few trails and to let you know um, the average CIA agent looks like some sort of grave digger they look like some BDI crackhead they all look like Jeffrey Domner the reason most of these guys wear sunglasses is because you would know something's wrong with them they have this insane bug-eyed gleam in their eyes and one of these guys were up there When I went up there, he had some sort of truck up in the trails. And my guess is he's responsible for bringing some sort of, uh, you know, forest clearing equipment. Um, It's a machine that knocks over the smaller trees. He had one of those up there, and he made a a trail. And he also pulled uh, large branches over another trail. So I'm going to bring a camera up there and be specific about how to get up to Uh, the ridge there because the CIA is interested in keeping things exactly as they are so I'm not exaggerating in the least when I tell you that your military that your military are not the good guys the military is controlled by the central intelligence agency and they have death for you when there is a alien threat these guys would go house to house kicking down your doors ripping your children out of your arms and they would feed your children to the aliens and they would do it with a bug eyed fucking smile on their face The reason there is such secrecy within the Central Intelligence Agency dealing with the aliens is not because the uh, American people couldn't handle the reality of understanding that yeah, there's life out there in the universe. It's because the military cannot handle you knowing that the way they're dealing with the alien threat is the same way that cults dealt with the alien threat in the past. And that is to round up your children and feed your children to the alien threat. And in return, these fucking scumbags, these Vatican priests, these CIA agents, get filled with this energy that's almost like a drug. And it makes it so they have a lot of electromagnetic energy and they can see the people around them are affected by this as well so it's easier to control and manipulate people. They call that power. So that is why there is such secrecy concerning the aliens and ETs is because your CIA, your Vatican, wants to go door to door, kicking down your doors, stealing your children, and feeding your children to the aliens. And I'm not even exaggerating. So the next time you hear that there should be some military cut. If it was up to me, no more child time in the military. We would be better off at this point if we had no military at all. Your military is a weapon that's been wielded against you, the American people. If they all were fucking just shut down, if the whole military was shut down, you would be freaking 100% more safe. You think you have some sort of little election process in the United States federal government, right? You get to elect your uh, senators and state reps and your federal government employees. You think you have some sort of control over that. Well, in the military, you have no control over that. There's no elections in the military. It's a hierarchy. Everything is controlled from within. Everything is controlled by the freaking people that fund the military, which are these big weapons and technology firms that are controlled by the Vatican. If you could just see the sleaze that are selected for black ops, for quote-unquote these higher levels, they are scum. I'm going to show a few more pictures of these sleaze bags. So those of you who think that there's just oh we need to kind of convince the military to do things differently let me show you these fucking oafs let me show you who you want to sit down and explain the constitution to or explain morality to they're fucking mutts with 80 or 90 IQs that never even graduated high school never read a book and then they were selected for black ops in the military because they were good slaves in order for you to change these people you would have to go back to when they were an infant born into a multi-generational satanic, ritually abused household and take them out of that household and raise them up proper for you to do any bit of good I've been trying for years to help them they don't care they like the way things are at first when I had brushes with extraterrestrials and aliens, I thought it was something kind of rare because that's how it's portrayed in Hollywood is something rare. Some guys out you know in some country town you know get uh, abducted by aliens or get manipulated by aliens or get attacked by aliens. and then the government rolls up there to do their little investigation. try to set up some uh, outpost where they can monitor the sky or they start paying attention to the radar in that area or they start going around questioning people and they do some investigation and and they want to understand what's going on themselves and they don't quite get it. No, that's a big negative. That's not how it works. All of your CIA and all of your military have all had alien encounters, have all had brushes with aliens, and they are weak. They did not resist. They got possessed by the aliens and then wielded against the rest of you by the aliens. And when you hear of some report in some isolated area that the government rolls in on, the government's going in there to kill any freaking people that oppose the alien threat and pull anybody that they want to into their freaking group of secrecy so they could continue sacrificing your children to the aliens. That is their religion. They kill your children in return for power from the aliens. And there is never ever going to be any change within your Vatican or your Central Intelligence Agency. They turned up the heat on me 100%. Not that I'm counting on the FBI doing anything, but they'll make sure that you guys get lost up there. So, to do everything that I can do, I'm going to go up there with a the camera and be very specific of how to get up there. Wars
1: is the mouthpiece for uh, the military, if you haven't figured that out. So, uh, InfoWars is the mouthpiece for uh, the military, if you
3: haven't figured that out. Joe Biggs is, he admits he's a sergeant or whatever he was. Uh, Jakari Jackson's a Fed. David Knight just looks like a sleaze bagged agent.
1: They got rid of the people that were uh halfway intelligent and normal, and they just keep on these Rob Doo plants. And they are the mouthpiece for the military. Let me explain some other the
3: politics. I mean InfoWars used to talk about this. Obama's a Democrat puppet. George Bush and
1: Rick Perry they're the Republican puppet so you ignore the man behind the curtain you ignore the puppeteer and you're supposed to vent all your anger and all your frustration on the puppets right you hate that puppet Obama or you hate that puppet Perry and you're supposed to attack them the front man the guy they put out in front of the uh, public now, there was a group of videos that showed George Bush Jr., Little Bush, how he was uh, mildly intelligent when he was a governor or whatever he was, and uh, how he slowly found the more stupid he became, the better things were for Little Georgie, weren't they? He was groomed into being a dumbed down puppet that acts stupid because he knew he was the guy that you're supposed to take shots at you're supposed to criticize and why is he screwing up why is he losing all this money why is he fucking up your country oh he's just so inept he's just so stupid he hasn't seen the internets yet then you look at that same man when he was a governor and you can see how intelligent he was but they taught him real good at the agency, at the military, had to act like a dumbed down puppet so everybody could say, no wonder things are going bad for our country. No wonder uh, everything is screwed up. Not because the Vatican and the CIA benefit from that. When George Bush loses money or, or screws this up or screws up that or starts a war in their interest, when George Bush started this whole war with Iraq, went into Iraq, and he couldn't find those weapons of mass destruction oh he's just really stupid isn't he he's just real dumb boy what an idiot that didn't benefit the vatican at all who's been invading the middle east since the time of christ right that didn't benefit the oil companies that didn't benefit the weapons manufacturers that didn't benefit the government contractors that didn't benefit the vatican that that basically went into the museums and stole the artwork as usual and shipped it back to Rome so it could rot away in some basement somewhere, right? It's just because George Bush is so inept and stupid. So Alex Jones, together, him and uh, Michael Savage took their lobotomy boost pill right before the little interview. They took their CIA boost to really get into a dumbed-down state And they're saying that Obama's basically muscling the military. That Obama's uh, wrestling control away from the American military. Who needs to wake up to what Obama's doing. But Obama, who they basically had a documentary about. About a man who came out of essentially nowhere. No one's heard of Obama. And boof. He disappears. And this man is basically an invention of the CIA. Is now muscling the power and controlling the CIA. Is that, is that the uh, InfoWars position? Obama's now wrestling power away from the military and taking over. He's not a puppet for the CIA and the military anymore. Now he's their master. Some little MKUltra kid that comes out of nowhere to play the perfect role. Alex Jones and Michael Savage. I don't understand one fucking thing that you're talking about. You're saying that Obama, acting as Lincoln, wants to start a civil war? So that somehow paints Lincoln as a bad guy? And then Michael Savage goes on this rant that Lincoln was uh, a terrible guy because there was a concentration camp where some Confederate soldiers were killed or tortured in? We're blowing each other's heads off in the civil war. What do you think going to happen in the concentration camp? Lincoln wasn't perfect. The North wasn't perfect. Up North, they had all their slaves too. Only they were white slaves up North. Little child slaves and women slaves and all the slaves from Ireland who were starving. Just a steady supply of slaves coming off ships to work in the slave factories over there. So, please don't think that I'm on the position of the North being righteous and the South being dirty. So, Lincoln wasn't uh, perfect. The North certainly wasn't perfect. Bunch of greedy scumbags up North with all the slaves they could uh, handle up there living in fucking skid row fucking tenement houses instead of in the slave quarters. The one thing I can say about uh, slavery is that it should be abolished, of course. And if it wasn't, it wouldn't be too long before you're all slaves. All you people down south that uh, consider yourself confederates or something like that or thought succession from the Union would be a good thing. If slavery uh, became legal all through the uh, Union, all through the United States, it wouldn't be before too long... Before everybody was a slave. And that's called a monarchy. It wouldn't be before too long when those ships, those slave ships, will pull up with white Russians on them, with Polish people on them, with Spanish people on them, with Africans on them. You would all be slaves. That should bring to mind all of you that know that they want to carve the United States up to different territories. You know, from you Infowars people, FEMA Region 1, FEMA Region 2, all that could have been broken apart and divided into different regions during the Civil War, right? So if they were successful, the South was successful, you would still have, we'd have a bunch of different regions instead of a country. And I guess that means that you guys don't like America after all go right back to where it was, you know, three, 400 years ago, Spain owning this part of the country, England owning this part of the country, France owning that part of the country, China owning this part of the country, Israel owning that part of the country, and Vatican owning you all. So I don't know what uh, Michael Savage is talking about when he says that Obama represents the new Lincoln who wants a civil war. I mean, that's a very interesting maneuver by them. It's a very interesting move. Because they can't say, uh, stop the second Revolutionary War, right? (laughs) That wouldn't go over too well. Yet they could say, stop the second Civil War. Or stop the Civil War. Get behind the military, I guess against the evil Obama who the military created and they control. So it's great how they say uh, they want to take your guns, they want to eliminate your rights, (coughs) they want to poison you, they want to kill you, so stop the Revolutionary War. The only people that are seceding from our union now is the federal government and their military. They are no longer loyal to you, they are loyal to foreign interests that fund them. So if and when there is a revolutionary war or a civil war, it's not going to be us seceding from them. The federal government and their militaries, the Obamas, the Bushes, the CIA they have seceded from our American country and they have declared war against us it is them who has seceded from us so you could buy Michael Savage's book Stop the Civil War they don't have any answers for you they have a bunch of confusion for you if you haven't figured that out so let's go into detail about some of these comments they make
4: undoubtedly now, I talk to top Pentagon brass, on air and off air. I have top CIA sources, you hear them here. People that are on my show right after they brief Congress. The military knows Obama and others are funding radicalism. They know the borders are open. They know they're letting Ebola in. They know they're shutting down the power plants. They know they're shutting down the businesses and passing taxes to kill the country. This is to bankrupt us. All
1: right, the military knows that the military is doing all this stuff. Obama wouldn't piss with his pants on fire. Obama doesn't even know how to shave, probably. He doesn't even know how to dress himself. He probably has handlers that get him shaved, brush his teeth, and put his clothes on. Tell him what to say. Okay, so the military, top brass Pentagon, they all know the dirt that they all are doing. Once again, the military and the Central Intelligence Agency, they created Obama. Obama is their baby Obama is a product of their MKUltra program He is their Manchurian presidential candidate He is their presidential model He came off the assembly line Slick, black, presidential type guy So don't try to switch this around and saying that uh, the military knows what Obama's up to Obama didn't exist until the military created him and you even exposed it with your own documentaries, he, he, Obama came out of essentially nowhere, he came out of the MK Ultra program Alex Jones is the mouthpiece for the CIA now he's past the point of no return I've been looking at the info wars for years now seven years probably they are in the pits of CIA propaganda.
4: But it's beyond that. And now they want to start a civil war with Obama at its head as the new Lincoln. Now, Savage has been saying that for eight years.
1: So Obama wants you guys to revolt? That's what the, that's what uh, they're saying there? Obama single-handedly wants to act as Lincoln and cause you to revolt? Did Lincoln want the South to revolt? Did Lincoln want the South to secede? Or was he trying to hold the nation together? So everything that comes out of his mouth is just, to, is just at this point, aimed to confuse you.
4: It could, it could end up being one of the most important books of the modern era. If people get it and get it out to others, and if every talk show host covers these points, because I've been living this, I know this is accurate, and it's finally on paper. I never got Obama Deception 2 out. I was too busy. It's subtitle was the coming second American civil war.
1: Yeah, Obama and the military, they wiretap your phones. They put you on their surveillance. They set up this huge military police grid just so you guys will revolt against them, to have <laughs> you people stand up against them.
4: Okay, so thank God this got put out, but from his gravitas perspective. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm hyperventilating here, sir, because if people don't pay attention to this. We're not going to save this country, and, and it's, it's, it's going to collapse, in
5: my view. Am I wrong? Am I right? you got the floor. Well, people, I want to start from the point of view of the doubters and the skeptics, Alex. I always think about what the people listening to me who don't agree with us think. Some of them are intelligent, obviously, and they listen to us because they know we're super intelligent, but they don't agree with us. They think we're hysterics or alarmists. So I would start by addressing those who say, come on, you're just trying to peddle a book. What's civil war Well. First of all, Obama declared a civil war the day he took office. All along, Alex, I pray that there would be some godsend that would save us from this psychotic in the White House and his, man, his band of uh, very, very dangerous people. You're going to think I'm a little weird here when I say that Ebola may be the silver lining. Maybe that's going to awaken people to the fact that this man is not only incompetent, but that his radical open borders agenda is going to kill all of us. Just maybe. This could be a blessing. What do you think of that idea? I tend to
4: agree with you. There's now bumper stickers popping up everywhere. We already had a t-shirt in the the pipe uh, showing uh, the Obama symbol as the O in Ebola. Yep.
1: Yeah, well, Alex is already piping his t-shirts on eBay there, so that's good. This shouldn't even be a debate anymore. I'm so sick of this open borders bullshit. Do you know how good it would be if the federal government financed a bunch of people who are unemployed to build a fucking uh, border, to walk up and down be the border patrol? That shouldn't even be a debate anymore. But the truth is, when the CIA wants their new al-Qaeda, the ISIS unit in the country, they'll probably fly first class. Look at the ISIS guy. He doesn't look like Some guy from the Middle East, he looks like some guy that they took from, like, Oxford University, gave him a spray tan, pasted some thick eyebrows and a fake beard on him, stuck a turban on his head, and said, this is the ISIS commander. And when these ISIS guys want to get into your country, they're going to get on a 747 and fly first class into Kennedy Airport. They're not going to have to sneak across the border there. No matter what the plants say that Alex interviews.
0: I get from your book
4: and I agree we're in a civil war, a culture war, and it's heating up. But they're pushing this flashpoint,
5: and I want to stop that. We all want to stop it because nobody wins from a civil war. Look at Syria. Nobody wins from a civil war. You know you want to
1: ask the uh, slaves uh, what they think about that back in 1850 sometime? Did anyone win from that civil war, guys, or...
5: Here's the scary part, and I hate to use the word because I'm not into childish words. One of Obama's mentors was Abraham Lincoln, isn't that correct? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, Abraham Lincoln was a wonderful man for some, but a monster to others. People don't even understand what, uh, what Lincoln did to us. Lincoln was not a humanitarian. He was an opportunist to further divide a politically polarized country simply because he wanted to dominate the southern states economically. He was no saint. Do you know this? Very few people know this about Lincoln, uh, and this is very important because Obama has said Lincoln is one of his mentors. Under the rights that Lincoln granted himself in the 1862 proclamation, a stunning overreach of executive power, Abraham Lincoln violated American civil rights with impunity. He is estimated to have arrested and imprisoned some 20,000 civilians and detained them without trials. That was 20,000 in the 18. <laughs> Members of Congress. All right, a lot of these people that he's talking about are uh, basically Freemasons
1: and members of secret societies like uh, Knights of the Golden Circle, the Ku Klux Klan, the Order of the Benign Breath, and a lot of Freemasonic groups that are just like them that were trying to uh, destroy the Union, and essentially they uh, assassinated President Lincoln there. But, yeah, I'm sure that some people got roughed up and killed in and, uh, was a civil war. I'm sure of it.
4: I don't really know, Alex. Well, they better wake up because they've got the military. The military's never been more awake, as you know, because they're openly training them. It even comes out in Fox News, not just your show or my show, but I was sent the documents originally. They quote, the founding fathers wouldn't be welcome in today's military.
1: But uh, in one breath, they say, hey, if you were a founding father... You wouldn't be welcome in today's federal government. All right. Now, even though Lincoln wasn't a founding father, technically, Lincoln is responsible for holding together what the founding fathers created. Otherwise, we would have a bunch of different territories and it would all be run by Spain, Israel, England and China.
5: Lincoln kept southern prisoners of war in internment camps under deplorable conditions. He may be on a penny, on the old Lincoln penny. But in Fort Delaware, more than 2,000 Confederate soldiers died of scurvy and dysentery in a camp plagued by filth and vermin. Confederate prisoners in the Union camp at Rock Island were reduced to eating rats and with their clothing and rags were unable to withstand the winter cold. They were tortured by being hung by their thumbs. Now, if that's not the action of a dictator, I don't know what is it. Yet if you mention one word of this, right away they say, oh, so you're in favor of slavery. No, that's not what I said. I didn't say that at all. What I said was is Lincoln is one of Obama's mentors, God knows who else is, it could be Ho Chi Minh or Mao Saint Tung. So Lincoln is now bad because Obama mentioned him as a mentor.
4: I just want to have a free country. I don't want to see a civil war. I've got a ranch in East Texas we've had since 1829 that we got Mexican land grant on. Uh, I just want to live in a free country and raise my three children. Just like Michael Savage has kids and grandkids. I um, mean, there comes a time when you just can't go along with the system. Now, Michael and I can clearly say we never done that. You
1: don't want a civil war, uh, Alex. The spirit of 1776 is strong with an Alex Jones.
4: Stop the coming civil war. Uh, here's another one. Uh, newly vigilant U.S. will screen flyers for Ebola. Oh, now there's a backlash. They'll, they'll put out some fever screeners that uh, ibuprofen can beat. All right,
1: so you see what they're doing there? First, they spread the Ebola. They hype the Ebola up. And then the answer to that is more regulations in the airport. How about getting the blood taken out of your arm and get tested before you're allowed to travel? More checkpoints, TSA need to take blood, you know, maybe have you uh, go through a fever screener, but that's not even good enough. Ibuprofen could beat that. See where this is going? The leadership has been compromised, taken over.
5: I'm actually begging those in the military who know what's going on to speak out. The military are the ones that are behind this.
1: They have the surveillance grid. They have all your phones tapped. They got all your computers hacked. They got all the funding. They got the Army and the Navy. Who do you think is declaring war upon the American people's rights? And so you're begging the American military to stop it's Saul Rosenberg here. I gotta beg the military to stop killing us. Please, Nazis, just stop killing us. You're tearing the heart out of me. My children, God bless them. <laughs> Continuing on, next I will play a clip when William Cooper was interviewing a 32nd degree Freemason. Now, if I had to guess who this was, I'd say it was an undercover CIA agent named Doyle Shamley, who participated in the U.S. government operation of the stalking, harassing, the breaking up of his family, and then the murder of William Cooper. So Doyle Shamley was an undercover agent who won Bill's trust, and the two work together on William Cooper's Hour of the Time radio show. So I will play a clip where Doyle Shamley, undercover federal agent and 32nd degree Freemason, discusses Freemasons, their search for light, and their worship of Lucifer. So what you have just said, this is coming from your
5: mouth, a 32nd degree Freemason of the Scottish Rite, you have just said, I didn't prompt you, I didn't ask you the question, in fact, you just surprised me because I was gonna lead up to this, but you just said the Luciferian doctrine. Can you explain
2: that? I can explain that absolutely. Masons uh, believe in light. It is is a priority part of their entire ritual. Now, light uh, to a Mason symbolizes knowledge and also intellect. Uh, and as, if you've paid attention to the Mystery School broadcast, you know who the patron god of uh, intellect is. It is Lucifer, and in fact, his very name means the farrier or the bearer of light. Luce is Latin for light and fair for farrier. Uh, this is the true god of Freemasonry, and this is also, uh, to my great shame, the god that I uh, knelt at the altar before and swore my blood oaths to.
5: But when you did this, were you aware that you were swearing your blood oaths to Lucifer and not to the God of the Christian Bible?
2: Absolutely not. Everything about masonry says and, and uh, publicly says that their God is the same God as any God. The God of Hindus, the God of Arab, the God of Christians. Uh, but but it's just not so. It, it's a lie and it's a scam and all you have to do is study paganism, nature worship and the mystery religions of Babylon to see who that real God is.
5: So you have done this study on your own and you've, uh, you've checked out the uh, the publications and the doctrines and the uh, symbology within your own lodge and you've arrived at the conclusion that the God of Freemasonry is who?
2: The God of Freemasonry is Lucifer who is actually Satan uh, cast from heaven for one specific reason and that is because he like many other Masons sought to attain Godhood in his own time.
1: Now of course Shamley is not going to tell anyone what this truly means when secret societies say that they search for light or go to the place of the rising sun and exactly what is meant to worship Lucifer or sacrifice an angel of light to Satan. So I'll discuss that more in detail in just a little while. But first, as you all should know, The Hour of the Time radio show was the name of William Cooper's radio broadcasts that are one of the best sources of information that you can now find on the Internet. So everybody should not only be listening to these broadcasts, but downloading and then saving every Hour of the Time broadcast that they could find on the Internet, on flash drives or portable hard drives, which don't cost more than twenty or hundred dollars. All you have to do is get on the internet and search for convert YouTube videos to MP4s. Now MP4s are video files and then you could quickly download any YouTube video you need and save these on flash drives or an external hard drive so you don't have to use up any space on your computer and you guys want to do this in case in the near future the internet gets wiped out for whatever reason. You may want to download any other person's videos that you think may have some valuable information because you don't know what you got till it's gone. So back to William Cooper who became a target of the military brotherhood. So the CIA or the group within the military who runs black operations under top secret programs first infiltrated every aspect of William Cooper's life then the CIA took everything from this great man and then silenced him and they do this because they saw him as a source of light or intellect and the whole purpose of the CIA the military brotherhood and the Vatican is to attack these people because the military and the Vatican want to keep the masses in a very ignorant state so they can easily control everyone like animals. So I'm sure that many of you already know that William Cooper was considered the G. And the feds, the CIA, and the military brotherhood hated the fact that William Cooper took upon himself the responsibility to form his own intelligence agency that he called CAGI. that stood for the Citizens Agency for Joint Intelligence. He then took all his research and knowledge and broadcasted this on his radio show, Hour of the Time, and published in his book, Behold a Pale Horse. So William Cooper was the first director of the American Intelligence Agency and he's an honorary member of the GOC. Now I'll explain to you what these military brotherhoods spend their huge military budgets on during these black operations concerning their search for light and Luciferian rituals. And these always start off as basically group stalking rituals where droves of military agents are moved into certain areas. These agents do not have regular lives and have conformed to life inside a military program where they never get out. They don't do their two or three years in the service and then go home. In fact, every facet of their life is controlled by the program, so it is not like anything you regular guys experienced while in the military. Many of these military agents are old, they're fat, and they do not appear as military personnel anymore. And the truth is that on this level, it is more like a cult or a religious community than a military force. In fact, they don't want their people to look like military personnel at all, just ordinary or out of shape people, because they don't want their people to be noticed. So their whole life belongs to these secret programs And they have been following orders their entire lives. And code for these type of military agents are travelers or traveling men. And that means that they are always (laughs) on the road, as a mobile paramilitary force. And their objective is to always search for the next target of the military cult. And that is usually an individual who is either a threat to them because of their activism, or they have caught the eye of the government as a person with some talent, whether it be in the arts and sciences, for example. So I will run a clip now where William Cooper discusses the code traveling men, which undercover military personnel use to recognize each other when involved in these secret operations
0: freemason greets another and he's not sure if he's really a freemason he'll ask him if he's a traveler or if he's traveling or if he is a fellow traveler would they meet and this exchange takes place the one being queried if he is indeed a member of the mystery religion will say yes i'm a traveler to which the first or the inquirer will respond with where are you going or where are you traveling From where to where? The answer will be from west to east. For the east is the position of the rising sun, where the knowledge comes from. Doyle
1: Shamley was a traveling man. He belonged heart and soul to the military that controlled his whole life. The military ordered Doyle to move from one part of the country to the next. Wherever the next operation was, he was sent. Doyle Shamley knew that he would never have a regular life, he would never have a family, he would never have any freedom or ability to choose what he wanted to do. Doyle didn't even have a real name because it was constantly changed wherever he went. Doyle would never retire from the military and would spend his whole life working to spy on, attack, silence, and kill any American that the military wanted. So Doyle Shamley, undercover military agent and 32nd degree Freemason, has undergone a great deal of programming. So Doyle also has multi-personality disorder. So I will play a clip, believed to be Doyle Shamley, on some radio show after William Cooper's death and Doyle has switched over to his female personality. Now, a lot of undercover agents will disagree with me, but I am almost positive that this is Doyle Shamley.
3: Can't trust the papers, as Bill would say. In fact, within the first sentence of the first article that was written
1: about this in the Arizona Republican, the word militia appears the name Timothy McVeigh appears. This
2: kind of irresponsible journalism, unfortunately, uh, was something Bill had to fight off
1: for, as he would say, years and years and years and years and years. Bill was not a member of
0: a militia, but he believed very strongly in the Second Amendment, and he did a program on how to form your own militia
1: and do it legally. Based on the CIA documentary, The Hour of Our Time, supposedly Bill met Doyle at a research conference that Doyle had organized. And I'm stating, for precisely the purpose of meeting Bill. So Doyle, a 32nd degree Freemason, Gulf War veteran, an active Army reservist was able to win Bill's trust somehow. So a big question for me would be, why couldn't Bill see through this guy? And I'll explain that, but first we have to understand that Bill was CIA enemy number one. There was no greater threat to the satanic military than William Cooper. And by being CIA enemy number one, the CIA cult has to move in to control that target. And if they cannot control him, then their ritual dictates that they will have to kill him and then take over whatever he was working on and control things that way. So this is not only a military strategy, but also their religion. So the federal government and the military cult moved into the area in and around Eager, Arizona where William Cooper lived with his wife and family. And when the CIA moves in droves of military cattle are moved into that area. I remember when it started happening in my neighborhood in Waterbury, Connecticut after I began uploading a series of videos on YouTube. Then, every other day, a U-Haul moving truck was parked in our complex, either moving one of my original neighbors out or moving new military people in. And at the end, at least 60 or 70% of my original neighbors had left. So, if the military needs a certain area for these illegal operations, They specialize in clearing out as many houses as needed in that area. They could get most renters evicted. They could force many people to sell their houses. They fire everybody from their jobs in that area and force them to move away. They could bankrupt people. They kill people in car wrecks, with poison, heart attacks, and they get people out of the area in all sorts of ways. So it really is a group of Nazis running the country. And we truly have no rights under the military regime now in control of America. Alex Jones and the Infowars group work for the CIA. They are apologists for the military and have become the desperate voice of a dying empire, clinging to the need that you accept them as somehow good and worthy of redemption when they do nothing but go out of their way to systematically destroy all of us. Now the military is playing one of their last cards and using Alex Jones and Jesse Ventura to do this and that is to convince you all that there is some sort of internal power struggle happening within the US military. Alex Jones and the military want you to believe that there is a good faction of the military up against a bad faction of the military over the fate of America. This is a lie. The US military has no political parties. There is no good outfits versus bad outfits. There is only one chain of command and hierarchy rule. So the scum on top of the military, whether it be the army or the navy, control everybody else. So as a collective, the U.S. military is no good. Even if there are individuals within the military who hate what they are doing, or at the very least, sense that they are somehow wrong. If they go against their orders, they could get locked up or executed. So sooner or later, 90% of the people within the military do what they are told. So very quickly, the filth recognizes other filth who have no problem taking part in illegal operations and following any order given. So the U.S. Armed Forces only promotes the egotistical, sadistic, and dumbed-down filth in the service. So in this first clip, Alex basically tells you that he understands that his new audience is comprised of military personnel and police officers, which he calls the warrior class. And since these are the people who finance and control his show, he better learn to appease them. So in this clip, Alex says that the military cops have no problem conquering and enslaving other people. But when they begin to hear that they are going to be conquered and enslaved themselves, then they finally have a problem with it. So I don't know if these are the people that you want on your side, but I definitely don't want them on my side. But Alex understands that this is his new audience
4: and support base. So I'm going to run this clip. I'll be honest with you. Ten years ago, I never thought it'd be the warrior class that would listen to me. I would bash the military. I would bash the police all day because I knew they worked for the globalists that had taken over. I, I would think I've got to warn the general proletariat to use their words so that we don't go along with this takeover. But I didn't realize that for all the faults of the people that enter the warrior class, they don't want to be slaves. They don't want to be conquered. They don't want to be driven into slavery. They don't, no, 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 they want to do the hanging. And it's that class now that's totally tuned to this show. See, I never expected those type of angles. Now
1: on this next clip,
4: Alex is obviously talking directly
1: to these dumbed down, sadistic military people who need to be fed the lies that Alex will puke on them on a daily basis. And that is that somebody in the military is doing something right somewhere. Now, deep down, these private piles know they ain't doing shit, but it makes them feel good when they hear that there is some great power struggle happening within the military. And if they watch the Alex Jones show, that they are somehow part of this good guy team. Now, I'm not Alex Jones. So I'm not going to lie to you. So I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart that you're nothing but order-following dirtbags. You ain't shit. Your military ain't shit. And you're never going to be shit. Because you don't do anything. And deep down, you know it. So fuck all of you for not getting involved and always leaving it to someone else. But here is Alex telling you exactly what I warned you about that there is some larger plan that you are
4: all involved in even though none of you do anything and i told you at the time there is absolute war in the pentagon between the state department and a faction of the cia on one side and factions of the cia defense intelligence the u.s army on the other side And I've been told this by, let's just say active duty people, this is extremely dangerous. And we've talked about it hundreds of times here the last few years. You saw the military, including officers, holding up signs saying, I won't be Al-Qaeda's Air Force in Syria, two and a half, three years ago. Rand Paul coming out saying, we shouldn't be Al-Qaeda's Air Force. Many of the officers hold up the signs, Infowars.com. And now, volume 38, number one. January 7th, 2016, just came out this morning. It is a lengthy Cy Hirsch report, 14 pages long, and we will do a special report on the news about tonight and more in the third hour. It is unbelievable. This is a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. This is a man given CIA clearance to investigate. He is a listener. He's emailed back and forth with us, but never comes on the show. Now is the time. He has confirmed everything in triplicate. That there is a war between senior staff and different agencies. And I don't want to say the Navy and the Army, but the whole Navy's not bad, but the Navy has been siding basically with the globalist more than the Army. Because there is a cult of George Washington in the Army, and it's really hard to break it. You cult of George Washington Army boys, whatever the fuck that means. You don't like
1: hearing that you were attacking your own country, but after you get done listening to Alex Jones, you could get back to following any treasonous order that all you idiots are given. In this next clip, Alex is talking about the military playing both sides in every conflict. He knows his new audience is a bunch of dumbed down military goons who have no idea about any of this. So instead of telling you that the U.S. military is supporting both sides in foreign wars to A, control who wins, and B, confuse everybody about what is actually happening, now Alex would rather tell you farm animals that this is a fight between good military guys and bad military guys, and that is why the U.S. supports both sides in these foreign conflicts. But that is now
4: all in here that... They're funding Al-Qaeda, al Nusra, ISIS in Turkey, sending them in with weapons. Then the other group of generals actually is in contact with Assad. This is in the this is in the New Yorker magazine, folks. Cy Hirsch. Not Alex Jones now. Of course we told you two years ago, three years ago. But this is confirmed. They then directly give Assad the intel on how to beat him. And that's why Colonel Schaefer came on a few months ago. And said we are now working with the Russians openly we are going to destroy ISIS and Al Qaeda and I said then that was from congressional secret meetings he was at he put out the info here he's authorized to do that you understand authorized by the government to come on my show and tell you that there is a full on war close to Operation Valkyrie going on right now where our own government doesn't want to be part of this that is sections of this incredible evil All right, so some clown is authorized by the government
1: to tell Alex Jones that the U.S. military is first creating ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Then they are working to destroy ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And that must be because there are two teams within the U.S. military, the good team and the bad team, who are fighting each other. All right, so in the next clip, Alex has to summon asset Jesse Ventura to back up their huge pile of dog shit. So Ventura is just another actor turned politician phony who will love the military no matter what they do and deep down Jesse doesn't care about anything but himself and his pathetic daydream artificial reality that the military spins up and that he calls his life. So Alex Jones and Jesse Ventura are both products of military mind control. If they get a couple of cheesy military cops to roll up to Alex Jones on fucking 10 speeds and say that they love his show, Alex actually believes them and thinks the whole military police class are waking up. So let me tell you, Alex, that's an act. Their commander instructed them to tell you that. Most of these military cops who say they love and watch your show are lying to you and in fact have never even seen a single one of your broadcasts. Hey, buddy. I just want to tell you I really love your show. They are told to tell you that by their commander so that you will kiss their ass more on your show and think that's your audience. But I want you to know most of these military cops in their free time like to drink beer, watch sports on television, and play poker. They play cards. That's all they do. They don't care about the news, they don't care about the world, they don't really understand politics, and they're all below average intelligence. That's why they're such good fucking cops. That's why they're such good soldiers. They don't think much. They follow orders. And then we got Ventura in the next clip telling you that he's seeing this great power struggle happening in the CIA firsthand. And that is when Ventura goes to Russia and sees this panel where there are these good CIA guys that Ventura calls
4: whistleblowers and they're spilling the beans on the CIA. Now, going back to the former Minnesota governor. Jesse Ventura, whose own TV show got censored. That's Inside Baseball, but I wish he'd tell that story sometime. It's pretty pretty revealing. He just got back from Russia. Amazing talks with uh, CIA, former people at panels, you name it. Governor, let's get into more of what you witnessed in Russia. Then I want to shift gears into Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump being buddies. Uh, you now know uh, Vladimir Putin and, of course, you're friends with Donald Trump. Uh, that's quite a story right there as well. I guess
0: so. Well, the big thing was they also had panel discussions over there with moderators and things like that. You could sit in on them. The one I found very interesting, there were two former lifetime CIA people who are now retired, One a whistleblower. And the real thing, we were dealing with communication, so that's what they kind of centered everything about, because it's television. And uh, they talked about how all of this surveillance that they're putting the United States violating our Fourth Amendment rights, and they've got us all now under surveillance. Clearly, they both guys said it doesn't work and won't work, and they said the clear example is what just took place in Southern California. If the surveillance worked, these people would have been apprehended before they did what they did. So clearly, it's a snow job. They, they can't protect you with this surveillance. Both men were very clear on that, that you're not going to be protected anymore. Putting everyone under surveillance, all your emails, all your telephone calls, and basically they told us that they all are. Now, whether or not they get the places, but basically they said the entire United States is
4: under surveillance right now. They are taking in so much data that then any real data gets lost like a needle yeah. in a haystack. That, exactly, that's what these two guys
0: said. They said they may get the data. But there's so much of it. They're they're just doing this blanket coverage of putting every person's email under surveillance that uh, they can't possibly find, you know, the the bad ones slip by. They may find a few, but there's going to be some
1: that slip by. Jesse hears this panel of CIA guys, and he suddenly gets amnesia. No, Jesse doesn't know anything about the government training all these terrorist groups and staging terrorist attacks like the World Trade Center 9-11. No, Jesse is suddenly in Jesse's little magical kingdom again where there are all these grassroots terrorist groups attacking the American people that the CIA needs to protect us all from. And how does the CIA protect you all? By monitoring all your phone calls reading your emails, hacking your home computer and setting up a spy grid on the American people while they go Christmas shopping or stand in line waiting to see a movie. So these wonderful good CIA guys will tell you that they admit that all this surveillance grid does not work because if it did, it would prevent recent terrorist attacks. So with good CIA guys like this, we don't need bad ones. Because everybody knows that the CIA are the terrorists. When there's a CIA sponsored terrorist attack, or they go shoot up a school or whatever, the government is not going to stop themselves. The government is not spying on you to prevent terrorism. They are spying on you to find out who is going to stand up against these federal terrorists. So the terrorists are spying on you so they can track down and kill the good guys.